Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, editor of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three free months of satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash four shops for details. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Mark LeMay, the owner of AutoAid Technical Services in Barrie, Ontario. AutoAid is a training resource for automotive technicians. Mark's been in the game for about 20 years. This spring, filling seats at his classes became impossible thanks to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Like a lot of other trainers, he's had to develop new ways to deliver instruction and information to the industry. I called him up to find out how it's going. AutoAid, Mark speaking. Hi, Mark. It's Alan Jansen calling from Cars Magazine. How you doing? Hey, man. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Uh, I, I'm working from home, but that's not so unusual for a guy in my position. I guess it's a little trickier for a guy like you. Well, we're not doing any training, that's for sure. Well, that's what I was calling about. Uh, do you have a few minutes to talk? Sure. Fire away. I'm doing a story about how training has to change in the days of COVID-19. When did you first realize that this was going to be an enormous disruptor for your business? Uh, probably the second week of March. Yeah. We were kind of keeping an eye on it, and we kind of heard that they were thinking about shutting it down, but they hadn't done it yet. And then, like, literally, I worked the first and second week of March, normal, normal, and then uh, the third week of March, everybody canceled, and everybody has canceled to the end of the training season. What's the training season? We usually run till about the middle of June. Mm. So we run September till about the second week of June is our normal training schedule. Right. And what do you do in the summers usually then? You uh, you do more of the diagnostic. Yeah. We, yeah. we do the truck. We get uh, we, we prep courses, that kind of stuff. We, you know, we build a lot of classes and, and that kind of stuff over the course of the summer. So have you been able to keep busy at all uh, in the last uh, month or so? Yeah. We've been switching over to webinars. Yeah. Uh, we're running one at least once every other week, sometimes once a week. We've done the first few of them for free. Now we're starting to charge for them. Okay. I guess the hardest part about that is getting the word out. Is that right? Getting the word out. You, you need a fairly large audience to get enough people to take it, to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. We came up with a online training and technical assistance package, so we're working real hard to get the word out on that, too. So your response has been to go full on with webinars and also promote your web product. No question. You, you don't have yeah. a choice. Yeah. And and your webinars, what the free ones, about how many people did you have on? Uh, the first three, we had uh, about 100 people each. Oh, that's a lot. And yeah, it's just basically off my email list. So we figured mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Now, the, sure. the, the first paid one is coming up. And it's we've only got about 25 registered for it. So okay. putting a price tag on it slowed it down a lot. Sure. Yeah. So uh, there must be some upsides to web instruction as well as downsides. What what are the what are the upsides? Well, the upside is there's there's quite a few of them actually. Number one, you you, you can you can reach a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the costs on my end are a lot lower. So it, it's more time consuming to put it together because you've got to do the class and then you've got to prep it for kind of a live webinar. And then you've got to learn all the tools. <laughs> you know, we yeah. use Zoom, which is fairly <laughs> simple, but managing a meeting is a whole lot different than sitting in on one. Sure. 
do you do you use Zoom or go to webinar? Or sure. Yeah, I use well, I I use a lot of them now. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Well, most of the free stuff limits you to about I think it's one hour and up to forty participants for a meeting. If you want more than that, you just you buy licenses for them. Right. And that you can do on a monthly basis instead of yep. on a yearly. Yeah. And what's the uh, the downside then? Well, number one is getting bodies in seats. That's You'd think it would be a no-brainer, but it's not. A lot of the older technicians don't like it. It's something new to learn. Yeah, they're used to having somebody stand in front of them. You know, uh, they can ask questions. It's a little bit more intimate. It's not just a voice or a face on a screen. The young guys, uh, I find that some of them have pretty short attention spans. <laughs> not and that you can tell because you can't really see them, can you? You can't really see them, but if you're the host, you can tell how many people are online and how many people are leaving. Yeah. So if you start out with 80 or 90 and, you know, at the halfway point you take a look and you're down to 60, you know, some guys have buggered off. Unfortunately, you can't tell if they've just got it running in the corner of the room and they're off, uh, you know, making a sandwich in the kitchen. No, you can't tell that either because I generally turn their videos off because otherwise it, it clogs up the video feed. And are, are you showing hands-on stuff or you're holding up parts and uh, digging into engines? Not specifically that because we don't really get into too much of that. But anything that we need to show hands-on, we videotape ahead of time and we can play the video for them. So what kind of feedback are you getting from students? Uh, they, they all seem to like it. I haven't had any real complaints. I get a couple of complaints on uh, time of day and that kind of stuff. You know, we were trying to hold them around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And that's pretty close to closing. It is. But I tried them at 1 o'clock. I tried them at 6 o'clock. It doesn't seem to make any difference. Some guys like it. doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's not going to like it. So you've been keeping fairly busy. It's still been a... Probably your business is down uh, this year compared to last year. Would would that be fair to? Oh, yeah. I think we were off 21% in March because we only lost the last two weeks. But mm-hmm. in uh, April, we're down about 70 80%. I haven't run. Yeah. I haven't got the final numbers for my accountant yet, but April's a disaster. So May, June, and July are going to be bad, too. Yeah. But at least people are getting kind of used to the idea of more webinars. I mean, God, I'm on a webinar every other day, it seems. Yeah, I think if nothing else, it's kind of shown the way forward. I mean, we've been talking about getting into the online stuff in a huge way for probably seven or eight years. Just never did anything about it, really. Right. This forced your hand. No question. Wish I'd done it sooner. I think in the long run, it could be better. It's a better business model, but it's going to take time to establish an audience. Especially if you have to reach out to them every time. What you want to do is get into a situation where they know the schedule ahead of time and they're signing up without you having to pester them. Yes. And the other thing we want them to do is subscribe to the website. So every month they can go in and do it whenever they want. And every month we get a paycheck. Yeah, that's ideal. When do you expect you'll be able to return to in-person training? I'm thinking September. And then probably limited classes? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think by September we'll be back to normal or close to normal. I don't think this social distancing is going to last too much longer. Mm-hmm. You can already see it lessening. Yeah, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the government's kind of relaxing things a little bit, which they have to. they got to let people work. 
And number two, people are just getting fed up with it. Yeah. Like I know my wife, she's, and she's kind of on the paranoid side of things. Even she's had enough. Yeah. Well, she may be just seeing you too much. She might be just getting sick of you. <laughs> well, I still come to the office every day, so I'm out of her hair. Now, listen, you've been doing training for a long time. Since 2000. So, obviously, you believe in ongoing training. That's not a surprise to me. Do you think an event like this has brought it home to some people how important training is? Or do you think this is a convenient excuse to not seek it? I think it's a convenient excuse not to do it. The average technician doesn't like to train anyway. It's 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 a it's almost a grudge thing, except for a very, very small core group, which I would peg at somewhere around three to five percent of the technician population. The committed ones. Yeah. The rest of them, they don't train for a variety of reasons, even though they may realize that they need it. Or that it has to be done. They just, they don't want to do it. That's not their thing. Mm -hmm. If you could get a message across to technicians about training, what would you tell them about the pandemic and their opportunities for training? Would you encourage them to get vigilant about it? No question. And I mean, the online stuff, because of this pandemic, it's more available. And most of it is smartphone compatible. So they could literally watch a webinar in the service bay on mm -hmm. a tablet or whatever. So accessibility of training is as good as it's ever been. It's just getting the, the switch flipped on these guys to get them to the point where they want to take it. Yeah. It's a very efficient way to deliver training. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hope that these guys figure out a way to keep learning. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks very much for talking to me. I appreciate right. your time. You too. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'd like to hear from you about what topics you think I should be covering. And if you have a point of view you'd like to share with the industry, you could be a guest on an upcoming episode. Just send me a note at alan at newcom.ca. You can subscribe to Auto Service World Conversations on iTunes. We'd love it if you'd leave a comment or a rating. As always, I want to thank SiriusXM Canada for sponsoring us and you for listening. I'm Alan Jansen. See you next time.